أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته شخ باركم إن شاء الله زينين أوكي من يعرف who knows what this chart is about what is it what is this called bar graph close Anyone knows what this what this is about? Think about it. So there's two numbers. There's eighty, twenty, and then twenty, eighty. What's what's the difference? What's what's this talking about? A bit, yeah. This is this is actually a law called Pareto's law. This guy named Pareto. He came up with this law. What it basically is known as is the 80-20 rule. Okay, or 80-20 law. Okay. Well, the th- his theory says that in general, then usually 20, whenever you look at, let's say, 100 things, let's say, for example, on a, I have a business that sells uh, cookies. Okay. If I have 100 clients, usually, only 20 of my clients are giving me 80% of my business. Whereas the remaining 80 clients, what are they doing? They're only contributing to what? 20%. Same thing with this class. I don't know, today not many people showed up. But usually, let's say 15, 20 people show up. Out of these 20, only 20% of those who attend are actually supposed to be benefiting from the class. The remaining are doing what? That's four? Okay, four out of 20, exactly. Four out of 20 are actually people who are benefiting from the class, they like to come. And the rest, what about them? What about the rest? Just coming for the time pass, for enjoyment, okay? Um, does this happen also in school, in your classes? Did you, do you notice this in your classes? Usually the smartest people, are they the majority or the minority? Yeah? So let's say you have 20 people in a class. Usually four or five students are the smartest. Yes? So they're getting the best grades, whereas the remaining 80%, they're just getting the C's and the D's. Okay? Can anyone think of other ways that we can apply this law? And what else? Okay, how? Yes, very good, very good. So productivity-wise, um, let's say you ha- you're a boss and you have a team of 10, 10 employees. Usually, two of the employees will get you 80% of the sales. 80% of the business is coming from just two employees. The remaining eight, what are they doing? They're not really contributing much. Okay? It's, they're, they're just extra, excess baggage. Okay? Same thing with uh, when it comes to money and rich people. Right? Think about it. In any country, who is controlling the country? Who is running the country? The leaders. The leaders. How many are they? Eighty or twenty? 20. The leadership are the very few. So maybe it's even less. Maybe it's five percent of the population that controls what ninety-five percent of the the country itself. 
And even on a yani statistic in terms of the world, it's known that 5% of the global population are controlling the world, basically, with the money. Yani. Okay? If you look at the top 5% families in the world, they have maybe 95% of the global wealth. Okay? Does it make sense? Any other examples which this can apply to? In markets. In markets. Explain more. What do you mean by markets? Yeah, it could, it could apply. Yes, very good. Also, when you go to a mall, a shopping mall, is everybody shopping? 80% are they shopping? 80% aren't shopping. Who's shopping? 20%. Okay, so 20% are giving you. 80% uh, of the business when it comes to a shopping mall. Uh, anything else? Also, the listeners, like 20% sponsors are training. Ah, okay, now we're coming into the juicy part to see how this is connecting to our class. Very good. We can also use this law to apply to Muslims. Now, when it comes to Muslims, non-Muslims, can we say 20% of the world is Muslim? I don't know, it is Taqriban, right? So how, what's the global population? 6.5 billion. 6 billion? I th it was 6 billion a, a few years ago, like 10 years ago. It changed? Okay. So, how many Muslims in the world? 1.6. So, 1.6 divided by 6.6. .6. It's about 1 out of 5, which is nearly 20%. 1 out of 5. So, pretty much... It does actually apply. Okay, so let's look at this now. If you look at entire population of the world, only 20% are Muslims. The remaining 80% are what? Other religions. Other religions. Okay, let's look at Muslims now. Is there a difference between Iman and Islam? Yes. Muslim and Mu'min? Yes. Yes, we talked about this last class. Okay, big difference. Who does Allah talk about more in the Quran? Mu'min or Muslim? He keeps talking to the believers. Islam is just, like we said last class, Islam is just something you say with the tongue. And you say, Legally, you become what? Muslim. Because you have witnesses, so legally in your passport, you say Muslim. But does, does that title, that legal title, does it give you a, a free ticket to Jannah? What's going to give you the ticket to Jannah? Iman, real Iman. Okay, which is, is it with the tongue? Where is Iman? It's hidden where? It's in your heart. Okay, Iman is in your heart. Can I tell if you're a Muslim or non-Muslim? Yes, I can. From your passport. You can show me. Yes? Yeah. I mean, most passports have Islam, right? I think so. No? Okay. Does the Bahraini passport have that? Are you sure? Really? Hmm, I have to check. I have to go back home and check. But from what I know, legally it is part of your identity. But in general, can we verify if you're a Muslim or not? 
If I ask you, are you Muslim or not, will you, you're able to tell me, صح? Yes, for sure, I'm either Muslim or non-Muslim. I'm Hindu, I'm atheist, صح? You will, you will testify it with your tongue. But if I ask you, are you a mu'min? Can you for 100% say I'm a mu'min or not? Who judges whether we're mu'mins or not? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's something in the unseen. We don't know anything about it. Okay? I can't tell what your level of iman is. I don't know what your level of iman is. You don't know what my level of iman is. Nobody in this room knows the other's level of iman. And by the way, iman, does it stay in one place or does it increase and decrease with time and with... It keeps increasing and decreasing. It increases with, with good deeds and it decreases with what? What does shaitan want to do? He doesn't want to decrease. He wants to destroy your iman. <laughs> shaitan doesn't want you to have any iman, zero iman. Okay? And by the way, last class we said, so, so the most precious thing in our life is what? Is this iman in your heart. And therefore, what do you, what do, you do with precious things in your life? You protect them, which is called taqwa. So what's the most important thing we have to protect? Yeah, and that's called taqwa, okay? And what's the most important thing for shaitan to destroy? Iman. Or you're, or you're right, even your protection system. Because if shaitan destroys your taqwa, what happens to iman? It gets threatened, it gets, there's open access for shaitan to play around with your iman. But if you have the shield of taqwa, you're always doing what to your iman? Always protecting it, you're always preserving it. Why? Because it's precious for you. Okay. And that's, we're assuming that Iman is really the most precious thing in your life. It's supposed to be, but reality is most people have other priorities. Huh? Okay? Anyway, that was last class. If we look at all Muslims now, how many, what's, what would be the ratio of Mu'mins to Muslims? 80 20. Yeah, so if you look at all Muslims, 1.6 billion. Probably 20% are only mu'mineen. Yeah. And then you can go, go deeper. Look at all the... Huh? Yeah, it's less maybe. But again, these are rough numbers now. We can't say for sure. Okay. Now, also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran about majority and minority. He always uses this concept of majority and minority. For example, Surah Al-Asr. Who's memorized Surah Al-Asr? Wal-Asr, what? Inna al-insana lafi khusr. So 80% al-insan, general statement, they're in a state of loss. Illa, you know, illa al-ladheena, except for a few. Which, illa al-ladheena, amanu wa amil salihat, wa tawasab al-haq, wa tawasab al-sab. So it's as if Allah is saying, Wal-Asr, inna al-insana lafi khusr. For the most part, human beings are what? Losers. إِلَّا الَّذِينَ means what? There's a small minority of people who will have iman, amal salih, tawasib al-haq, tawasib al-sabr. Which means the majority, are they winning or losing? The winners are the minority. Okay? Surah Al-Asr. And in another hadith, the Prophet ﷺ tells us, إِنَّ الْإِسْلَامَ بَدَأَ غَرِيبًا Islam started, and pay attention to this hadith, very, very interesting hadith. In al-Islam that Islam started as a strange religion, a strange way of life. Okay? غريباً, and it will come back to also be strange. So, 
good news to those who are strangers. And some, some say that Tawba is actually in the name of a tree in Jannah. But this, Allah, the Prophet is telling us that these strangers, they will have a special tree on the Day of Judgment to protect them. The shade of the tree will protect them. And then the Sahaba asked, قَالُوا يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ وَمَنْ الْغُرَبَاءِ Who are the strangers? But the Prophet and explained further and he says, Awashay, let's stop for a second. You see the Sahaba's attitude? What are we learning from this hadith? What kind of attitude did the Sahaba have? The Prophet is talking about a group of people. What are they called? Ah, Shabab. Ghuraba, strangers, right? What did the Sahaba do? Did they stop there? What did they do? What did they ask? Why did they ask that? Why? Why were they curious? Exactly. They want to drill down and see, do we qualify to be part of that or not? So they didn't just settle for, okay, ghuraba, yeah, inshallah, khair. No. They drilled down. Ya Rasulullah, tell us, who are the ghuraba? We want to be of the ghuraba. I want to know if I'm from the ghuraba or not. I want tuba. I want this shade. I want this tree. Tell me more about ghuraba. Give me more details. Who are they? What are the characteristics? The Prophet says, Qala, الَّذِينَ يُصْلِحُونَ عِنْدَ فَسَادِ النَّاسِ Those who do islah when the majority are doing fasad. What does islah mean? islah. Fixing. Those who fix things while the majority are doing what? Fasad, corruption. While the majority are spoiling things, the majority are destroying things, the majority don't care. Only these few people, these ghuraba, these strangers will be doing good things. They will be trying to fix things while the majority will be doing what? Fasad. So what are we learning from the hadith? Again, 80-20, 80% are doing what? Fasad. What are the 20% doing? Islah. Fixing things that are broken. Fixing things that need to be fixed. Give me examples of islah. Give me examples of islah. Stopping a fight at school. Hmm? Tawbah, very good. So you, you sinned, you committed wrong, bad deeds. You make tawbah to Allah, you ask Allah for forgiveness, repentance. That's islah also, very good. That's fixing your relationship with Allah. What else? Islah, what is islah? Fixing things that are messed up. Fixing society. Okay, Maybe, I don't know, society uh, smokes. Smoking is very common. How do you fix that? You educate people about the harms of smoking and lung cancer and all this. If society is into drugs, you educate people about the danger of drugs. If society is indulged in shamelessness, you educate them about the dangers of indulging in shamelessness. Okay, for all of this is part of Islah. What are we doing in this class? Every, every Wednesday, what are we doing? Islah, right? We're coming here together to fix our ideas, to fix our thoughts, to learn something new, to increase our iman, okay? To understand the strategy of shaitan. Why? To fix what? To fix ourselves. We need to fix ourselves. All of us have weaknesses. All of us have certain areas that we need to fix. But when we come here and we 
read about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, about the Qur'an, we fix ourselves. So that's also islah. Okay? You, get the, you get the hadith? For now, I want to ask a question. The Prophet said, إِنَّ الْإِسْلَامَ بَدَأَ غَرِيبًا Now think about Islam when it first started. Was it really strange? What was strange about Islam when it started? So people were idol worshipping, صح? Uh, that was the norm. So 80% of the population was doing idol worshipping, shirk, right? And what did the Prophet and the Sahaba, the 20%, the minority, the ghuraba, what did they start saying? Tawheed, صح? They said, La ilaha illallah. They said, stop worshipping these idols. Now for the majority, what did this, these teachings, were they strange? Walla adi? Speak up. Strange, صح? Lena, the norm in society is, it's okay to do idol worshipping. It's okay to kill girls, baby daughters. It's okay to bury them alive. That was the norm. It's okay to fight. One tribe fights over another tribe, over stupid things, over racist things, over different, you know, arguments. It was very normal for people to do that. Yeah. But when Islam came, it was very strange. And that's, it said that everybody's equal. There is no you know, leader of a tribe. There's no tribe better than another tribe. Doesn't, ma doesn't matter what your nationality is, what your skin color is. Everybody's equal. And it's, that was very strange. Islam came to say, stop killing your children, your baby daughters. That was very strange. Islam came to say, start worshipping Allah alone, break all these idols, stop doing shirk. That was very strange. And therefore, Islam started as a strange religion. And, and because it was strange, did it attract many people or well, a little, little group of people? Hmm? Why is that so? Think about it. Why? Why is it that Islam only attracted a few people? Mm -hmm. Very good. Does so they didn't want to become strange. Is it easy to be part of the bigger group? It's easy. To be different requires what? Requires courage. صح? It requires courage. It requires commitment. You got to be someone who's really serious. You're willing to be a stranger even in your own family. Sometimes your family is following the norm, the crowd, and you, and, and this happened to some Sahaba, by the way. Their, their fa entire families were following the, the norm and the crowd, but they decided to be different. They decided to be from the ghuraba, and they had to leave their families behind. But is it easy to be part of the ghuraba? Is it? No. Okay. So the Prophet said that, And so Islam, just like it started, in Mecca as a strange way of life, it will, there will come a time where it will become what? Strange again. Are we living in those times? Do you think? Yes? It's strange, صح? So how is, how is being a Muslim considered strange today? Give me examples of how you think Islam is strange. Hmm? Okay, very good. If you're sitting in a group with your buddies, it's time for salah. You get up and say, Shabab, yalla, time for prayer. 
maybe one or two people get up, صح? And the remaining eight, ten people, what happens? They still continue playing video games and they don't really care about salah. Very good. Why, did, why don't they get up? Because praying for young people is a strange thing. Being honest, being honest, is it strange or that's difficult now? Is it common for most people to be honest? For the one who's honest, it's strange. Any other examples of how it's how strangers can how you can be a stranger today? Okay, banking. So for the most part, people are banking with interest, with riba, and only a few people are picky. They say, no, 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 I don't want this haram conventional bank. I want Islamic bank. Few people like that. Those are the strangers, the weirdos. And by the way, when you're a weirdo, what do people do? They bully you, they make fun of you, they crack jokes about you, they mock you. Because you are the odd one out. And that's also one of the reasons why it's always a minority. Only the minority are willing to face that kind of mockery. Did the Sahaba face that mockery and torture? Yes, some of them even were killed for this. Okay, and so, some, and it can be pretty difficult. Now, you know this hadith; it's actually misunderstood sometimes. Does being a ghuraba mean that you have to look weird? Does it have anything to do with looks? No, it doesn't have anything to do with looks. What does it have to do with? Your actions have to be weird. You, you need to be someone who is always honest when everybody's cheating. You need to be someone who, okay, in school, is it common to cheat? Very common to cheat in exams. Huh? If you, for a proper Muslim or mu'min, he would have, have to be a stranger and he would say, sorry, I'm not cheating, guys. Don't ask me the exam. If your friend kicks you and asks you for an answer to the question, what do you say? Sorry, I can't cheat. The Prophet said, whoever cheats is not of us. He's not part of us. Okay. What will people do to you after the exam? They'll make fun of you, they'll bully you. Why? Because you're acting weird. Come on, everybody's cheating. What's wrong with you? Why are you so complicated? Relax, it's okay. And so, being strange has nothing to do with your looks. You're not supposed to stand out and try to act strange with your looks. Okay? It's more about your character, the, your, the way of thinking, the way you think also. Okay? You need to be strange in the way you think. Is it common to fight nowadays? Arguments? How would you be stra a stranger when, when most people are fighting? What are you supposed to be doing? How do you become a stranger in that? You stop fights, you forgive, you love. Is it common to love one another? No, it's not common. It's very weird. If you tell your best friend, bro, I love you, what are they going to think? You're gay. You're gay, yeah, you're weird. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's considered weird. Okay. Same thing with uh, women who dress modestly. How are they seen in society? Women who dress modestly, are they seen as normal or weird? What do you think? Yeah, guys, speak up. Huh? 
weird, yeah. ف... Again, this choice to uh, protect your modesty, and it's very rare, right? Many, most people, you go out on the streets, go out in the malls, are, are women protecting their modesty? Well, uh, no, okay? So you gotta be, if you choose to be a, a weirdo, you're gonna have to face the consequences in society. It's not easy, big test. There's another big one that none of you has mentioned so far. How can you be strange today? Okay, you're in a group of non-Muslims and Muslims. Okay, fine. But there's another one. How can you be strange? Most people today are acting in one way. You've got to be different. How? Practicing. 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 So you mean like praying, fasting, all that? Okay. Again, 80-20 rule applies. صح? Out of all the Muslims, maybe 20% are praying. 80% are they praying? No. And then out of all the people who are praying, maybe... 20% have khushur and 80% don't have khushur. Uh, same thing would apply maybe to Quran, right? Out of all the Muslims, only 20% read Quran regularly. صح? 80% they don't really care about Quran much. And then from those people who read Quran, 80% are reading lip service only without understanding. 20% understand. And then from the, those who understand the Qur'an, 20% are acting upon the Qur'an. 80% are just reading, not applying it. Yeah. There's something on social media. Mm -hmm. They open the book, they see the picture. Very good. So people in social media, they see bad pictures, bad videos. Is that common? When you tell your friends, stop sending me these ugly videos, these filthy pictures, these shameless pictures and videos, what will they call you? They will call you weird, they'll call you strange. Okay? Fa again, strangers here is not about looks, it's not about external things, it's about your attitude, the way you think. For you, Islam is a priority. Allah is a, supposed to be a priority. For the for everyone else, what's the priority? Themselves, entertainment, football, music, movies, صح? other things. For you, you have different priorities, you're weird. Okay? You're supposed to be weird in that sense. Let's move on. I did a quick study on how the Quran describes the majority and the minority. Okay? Very, very interesting stuff. So pay attention. Now the word for majority in the Quran is أكثرهم from كثير صح أكثرهم Allah usually uses this ولكن أكثرهم blank 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 ولكن أكثرهم blank 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 so let's look at the majority first then we look at the minority so Allah says in the Quran He talks about those who don't listen most people they don't listen what does this mean? Do they have ear problems? Well, uh, what? You know how many times he said this? Three times in the Quran. Most people don't listen. What does this mean? Think about it. Yifahun. Hmm? Okay, so they get distracted, you mean? They lose focus, attention. Purposely, they don't want to listen. 
Ah, okay, so... You know, sometimes your, your mother tells you, Rashid, yalla, it's time for dinner. Close the PlayStation, come for dinner. You ignore her once. Huh? Mm. Do you listen to her? You don't listen. Someone gives you advice. Someone tells you, listen, stop. This shameless videos, these pictures. You don't need to watch this stuff. Protect your iman. Protect your character. They give you advice. Do most people listen to advice? Will they ignore it? Ignore it. Okay, so Allah is talking about most people. They don't listen. They don't listen to advice. They don't listen to what they need to do. The Prophet ﷺ also used to tell these people, he used to recite unto them what? Quran, right? The kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Most people don't listen. They have ears. Allah describes them as people who have ears, but they don't listen. Okay? They have ears, but they don't listen. Allah gave you the ability to hear, but you choose not to listen. Okay? It's going in from one ear, coming out the other. And in some cases, with Nuh salam, you know what they used to do? Who knows? Exactly. They used to literally stick their fingers in their ears. Why? Because they don't want to? They don't want to listen. Okay? They don't want that. It's too, um, it's too annoying for them. They don't want to listen about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They don't want to listen to anything to do with Quran, about you know, dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They only want to listen about Things that corrupt their hearts. Okay? Their hearts are so corrupted that they don't want to listen. When they listen to topics about Allah or about death or about Qiyamah, they get annoyed. They say, stop it, please. I don't want to listen. Change the topic. It's too depressing. They want to live in an illusion. So these people, they don't listen. Allah also talks about أَكْثَرُهُمْ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ Wow. Majority of people won't be believers. Is this a serious thing? Well, Allah, it's pretty serious, okay? When Allah is saying the majority won't listen, what are we supposed to do, by the way? What's the action on us when Allah says three times in the Quran, most people don't listen? What's, what's the me- message for us? What's the lesson for us? We should remember to listen. We should remember to listen to advice and act upon it. Now Allah says, أَكْثَرُهُمْ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ How many times did he, does He say this? Six times in the Quran, Allah says that the majority of people won't be believers. Okay? And Allah also says, أَكْثَرُهُمْ لَا يَشْكُرُونَ What does that mean? Okay, most people are not thankful. What's the opposite of being thankful, by the way? Um, not really greedy. Then the opposite of greedy is generous. Huh? What's the opposite of not being thankful or being thankful? Ungrateful. Ungrateful. Someone who is always complaining. Someone who is always resisting reality. You're not accepting things. You're always resisting. Why is this happening to me? Why did he say this? Why, how come I don't have this and they have it? Huh? You're always complaining. The opposite of complaining is being thankful. Allah repeats that in the Quran six times. Okay? Most people are ungrateful. What's the lesson for us? To be grateful for everything Allah has given you. 
to accept whatever Allah has given you and to be grateful for it. Stop resisting. Stop saying, why don't I have this? How come I don't have that? How come they have it and I don't? How come he said this to me? How come I this? How come I this? Stop questioning. Stop asking. Okay? Accept. And then, أَكْثَرُهُمْ لَا يَعْقِلُونَ Allah also says, and subhanAllah, look at the repetition of the numbers. Huh? It's no coincidence. Yani they all repeat at the same time. Most people don't. What does يَعْقِلُونَ mean? What does عقل mean? Okay, عقل is from, from knowledge, okay. But here it's talking about a specific type of knowledge, okay. Then what's another word for knowledge in the Quran? Ilm, right? يعلمون is another form of knowledge. يعقلون is another form of knowledge. And there's يفقهون also, okay. But there's different levels of knowledge. The most basic type of knowledge is it's actually yashurun, feelings. Okay, general feelings or the five use of five senses that everybody has. Then the, the level above that is ilm, information. Ilm is information, by the way. Okay, is there a difference between information and knowledge? Big difference. Information and knowledge, completely different things. What's the difference? Very good, thank you. So information is just data. Knowledge is understanding. Okay? So you have information which is ilm. Uh, Ya'qilun is understanding. Okay? Understanding. And then fiqh is even a deeper level, where you attain wisdom and you're acting upon that knowledge. Because you can have understanding of something, but you don't act upon it. Okay, so there's different levels. But Allah here is saying that most people, they don't understand. Maybe they have knowledge, but they don't understand. Six times. And this was surprising for me. How many times do you think Allah says, أَكْثَرُهُمْ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ Any guesses? 45 times. Okay. So, most people don't even know. And that's called ignorance, when you don't know. Jahl, right? When you have no information even. And this will be the, the reason that these people end up losing. Because they don't have information, they don't have that knowledge. Okay. Uh, what do you think of this? These, any reflections? Any thoughts? How do, how is it supposed to make us feel? What we just talked about. Why am I even sharing this with you guys? What's the point? I shall tabbaq the lane so that we become from the the minority, the strangers. Okay, but to become a stranger, what do you have to do? You have to listen to advice. You have to listen to what Allah says in the Quran. You have to listen to the, what the Prophet told us to live by. You have to be a believer. You have to work on your iman. You have to protect your iman. You have to make iman the most precious thing in your life. To be a, to be a stranger, you have to be grateful all the time. You don't want to be from the majority. You want to be from a minority. 
To be a stranger, you have to be someone who works on his knowledge and his understanding. Okay? You have to be educated about your deen. You have to put some effort to think about your deen and to think about the important things in your life. But if you say, oh, sorry, I don't have time to read. I don't have time to learn. Then what's the danger? You're going to fall into what? Aktharum, the majority, the losers. Okay? The losers will come up with excuses. I don't have time. I don't have this. I'm busy. No time to read books. No time to educate myself. Okay? But part of you coming here, inshallah, is also regularly to feed your minds, to learn. And you see how important it is. Let's look at what Allah talks about the minority now. Okay? So Allah says, Allah says in the Quran that most people will follow shaitan except for what? A few. That's scary, right? Most people are going to follow shaitan except for a few. He repeats that twice in the Quran. And Allah also says, They don't remember Allah except a few of them. Only a few remember Allah, and that's repeated three times. And then Shaitan says also, لا ذريته إلا قليلة. I will make sure that I deceive and distract most of the prog prog progeny of Adam السلام, the children of Adam السلام, except for a few. But most people will be following into, falling into the traps of shaitan, except for a few. How many times is that repeated? Three times in the Quran. Okay. If something is repeated in the Quran, is it a big deal, by the way? Well, what do you think? Yes. When, you, when your teacher repeats, study chapter 3 for the exam. Chapter 3. Chapter 3. Study for it in the exam. What does that mean? It's going to come in the exam. <laughs> Allah repeats something three times is a big deal, Tara. Allah repeats something 45 times, it's a super, super big deal. Okay? And then Allah says, لا يفقهون إلا قيلة. People who don't have deep, only few will have deep, deep understanding. And that's repeated also three times. And then Allah says, لا يؤمنون إلا قليلة. They don't believe except a few of them will believe. And that's repeated eight times. Uh, again, yani, we have to make a decision, really. Yani, I have to make a decision, you have to make a decision. Do you, and it's really a simple decision. What's the decision? Who can tell me? What, what's the biggest decision you have to make in your life? After listening to this test. Do you want a, no, it's a, bigger, a bigger level? What's the big message, the big lesson today? If you could summarize the, the lesson today in one sentence, what would it be? What's the biggest decision you have to make today in your life? Very good. Okay, so uh, nearly there. The decision you have to make in your life is what? Okay, that's a mini lesson. What's the big lesson? What's the big lesson? The 80-20? You have to decide. Thank you very much. Okay. 
Decide if you want to be from the 20% or you want to be from the 80%. Decide if you want to be from the majority or you want to be from the strange minority. Sahla, this is, this is basically what it comes down to, right or no? It's one decision you have to make. Do you want to live your life as a stranger, as doing things that only a few people will be doing? Well, you want to follow the crowd. Is it easy to become a stranger? No. no. So you have to make a decision. And it's a serious decision you have to make. I can't force you to become a stranger. This is a personal choice every single one of you has to make. I keep reminding myself of this. I remind my daughters of this, that be careful. Don't follow the majority. Majority will get you into trouble. The minority are the right people. Okay, so it's very, it's not easy. It's very difficult to keep reminding yourself. And that's what the Quran keeps doing over and over again. It keeps telling us, beware of the majority. The majority are going on the wrong track. You got to be aware that only the minority are going to be passing. And then lastly, this idea of happiness. Okay. What does shaitan want you to do? He wants you to be sad, miserable, upset, angry, depressed, stressed out. صح? Financial problems, health issues, family issues, love issues, relationship issues, emotional problems. He wants you to be in the jahannam of dunya and akhirah. Okay. And majority... Like we learned in one hadith, 99% of people will do what? Will fall into this trap. But also for us, we have to be the strangers when it comes to happiness. We have to be the happiest people on earth today, among all the sad people out there. People are supposed to look at us and say, wow, how come you're happy all the time? How come you're never upset? How come you're never angry? How come you're never sad? Would that be weird? Yes. Okay. Emotionally, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to be happy. He wants us to be people of na'im. Remember? Na'im. Sarat al-ladheena an'amta alayhim. The path of those who are always living in a state of bliss and joy and happiness. Are most people today happy or sad? Sad. Yeah. Most people are suffering. You need to be the stranger when it comes to also your emotions and happiness. Now that's what Allah wants from you. Okay. And then hopefully, inshallah, when, you, when you're happy, then you slowly, slowly, you spread it out. You invite more people to become strange like you. Is it easy? No. <laughs> it's not easy. Huh? It's a, it's, I mean, uh, it requires some effort and courage. You've got to pull people and tell them, listen, you're following the majority. Come with me. Come to the minority. And you slowly, slowly start growing. And then, you know, this is what happened also with the Prophet ﷺ. They started off as a minority, and Surah Al-Nasr talks about this, and I'll end with this. إِذَا جَاءَ نَصْرُ اللَّهِ وَالْفَتْحِ When the victory of Allah came. What does Allah say next? So first the victory came, then what happened to people? They all joined when? After the victory came. Where did the victory come from? The majority or the minority? And then who started coming after the victory came? The majority. So even this surah teaches us about the fact that those who 
And Allah calls them as-sabiqoon, those who are the real winners, those who were the early entrants, those who had the courage to be the ghuraba early on. They are behind the nasr. They are the ones who Allah gave victory to. Then people coming in, that's the easy part. Okay. That's everyone else will follow along. But those who are sabiqoon, those who come in, when, when there's really very few people in the group, those are the real, real courageous people. But following the crowd, very easy. Okay? But we ask Allah inshallah, to protect us from, from this idea of 80-20 and to make us of the inshallah, 20% that inshallah, will uh, succeed in this life and the next. Any questions? Clear? Naam. Mm. So if you are in a majority, how do you become from the stranger? Uh, just follow these for a starter. I think step one would be, look at this slide. Try to apply these. Allah gave you a guideline. Listen. Come up, work on your iman. Be grateful. Gain knowledge. Be, be someone who is of understanding. Don't follow shaitan. Remember Allah a lot. Don't follow shaitan, have understanding, have iman. So focus on this for now. Right? Be a weirdo in these areas so that at least you're protected from what Allah's warning you, right? Allah here is warning us. Don't be of these. They're the majority. And maybe you're the only one in your class, maybe, or your friends who's gonna take this as a challenge. It's not easy at the beginning. Okay? But slowly, slowly, inshallah, it'll become okay. Any other questions? All clear? Are you ready to become strangers, inshallah? Yeah? Inshallah. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.